hello and welcome back to songs for your sunday i'm mel your host joey will be joining later on in the episode i just quickly wanted to say thank you for being here and also a little update because this week we're doing things a little differently we recorded our podcast live this week on instagram because we had a big and exciting announcement about joey and i's new venture and a little bit of background on what we've been up to the past couple months so get ready for that in the episode if you wanted to skip over that and you already know the announcement it's about three minutes so if you want to skip on to about the three three minute three minute and 30 seconds mark go do that um but yeah today we're going to be talking about everything entrepreneurship navigating the struggles the ins and outs things that we've been learning, some new things that we have been learning about each other working together. We chat about how we set boundaries between work, play, relationship, all of that. Um, trusting each other, knowing when when to say no to work and when to dig deeper and just grind out a little bit. Um, but yeah, we we were getting a little, we were getting some questions live throughout the Instagram. So I mean, we were getting questions live throughout the Instagram live. <laughs> so if there's a little bit of lag between questions answers, that's why we were just trying. We were dealing with technical situations, and if the sound is a little bit off, we will be back in action, recording in our studio, studio being our office and home (laughs) but we'll be back in action with um some better sound quality next week um but yeah just wanted to say thank you so much for all of your support we love you we can't wait to hear the response to this episode because we thought it was a great chat um but yeah if you have any recommendations for next week's episodes or who you want to uh who you want to hear from as guests on the episodes send me a message at manuka sunday on Instagram or songs for your Sunday on Instagram, tag us, say what you're liking about it, what you don't like. We always love the feedback. And yeah, with that, enjoy the show. Should we start? Might as well. Okay, well, this is our very first episode of Songs for Your Sunday that we are recording live. So we have the mic here we got some notes with some questions that people have sent in in the past couple of days welcome to songs for your sunday we are going to be chatting about business a little bit of a change has been going on throughout our lives like the past couple of months um since quarantine started last year we've been doing some freelancing and it's just taken a big toll because we've had some great opportunities. Today is a very special day for us because we get to launch our first agency and it is called Play it. <laughs> Verve Studios Creative. Agency. Verve Studios <laughs> Creative Agency. And for legal reasons. For legal reasons. Yeah. So we are going to be chatting about some services that we're going to be able to provide and a little bit of everything with it, because it's just been something that's kind of taken up, I mean, all of our time, some big mental space lately. So yeah, excited about it. 
little little aggravation and irritation goes a long way we are learning lots about each other absolutely. <laughs> absolutely so if anybody wants to follow along with it our instagram is at verb studios creative on instagram um we're gonna be going over all of our services all of like the tips and tricks that we can do behind the scenes to help anybody out anybody that's going with the entrepreneurial life with us right which yeah. seems to be a lot of your audience on here. Yeah, everybody's kind of like in the mix of just getting in the groove of their own business. So we personally have been doing like a lot of freelancing on the side and it, we thought it was the time to take the step into the next direction. More official. Yeah. More official with a name and less e-transfers and more yes. payments to actual bank accounts, yeah. hopefully. So we've been kind of like going on the ins and outs of all of that. And we can dive into that a little bit more later. Hello, everybody. Oh, this is so fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Joey has been working like crazy on our actual website. It's vervestudioscreative.ca. No, this is vervestudios.ca. There we go. <laughs> Simple. Verbstudios.ca, not .com, not .net. .ca. We can actually put it in the comments, yeah, too. Yeah, we can pin it there. But yeah, Joey's there. been working super hard on that. And I, we are so excited to actually officially launch it and for people to be able to see it. So I don't know how there. to pin. There, there we go. go. Okay, cool. Hopefully it works and it looks a lot better on desktop than mobile. So <laughs> it looks great either way. Check it out on desktop. We're excited about it, but check it out. Um, all of our services are there and everything. We're going to be uh, working through um, full brand design, full 360 campaigns for like marketing and all of that. And then we're going to be specializing in logo design brand identity as i said as in like style guides and color palettes yeah. the the vision i think a lot of people come to us and just kind of in this isn't a boost or anything but generally people come to us for comments or concerns about their individual endeavors and that's mm. kind of been a good launching point for us to work from so in terms of brand identity design just getting the the whole image. I mean, can we talk about specific I projects think, that we've worked on? I think we should. Like with one of our clients that contacted Mel through this page, uh, Brandon Norton yeah. with Unoyas. Like we helped her with logo, web design, the voice and tone of the content that she puts out, not only on her website, but on social media. And sometimes just having someone else to direct Someone just standing on the outside looking in can really help give someone a little bit of the guidance because I think anyone who's ever tried to do something completely on their own has come to the point and realized that you, you just can't get the whole big picture when mm -hmm. you're stuck in the driver's seat, right? Yeah, and a lot of things that I've noticed is that, well, this was my main thing that I wanted to clear up when we were launching this is just there are so many entrepreneurs out there that want to focus on what they love to do. And we want to be able to take out the stressful, tedious time that it takes to creating content, to creating like the vision behind it and really focusing in on like what your values are of your brand. And then we can bring it to life for you. Absolutely. So and not just because 
there's a lot of buzzwords within this specific sphere. And especially mm-hmm. with a lot of the clients we've worked with, there's a lot of the buzzwords of being like your values, your core values, and like the things you hold dear to yourself. But it's like, what does that actually mean? It's like, what do you actually, because I think a lot of people, there's a lot of the entrepreneurs out there and mm-hmm. not the entrepreneurs. And when you make the commitment and the step to go and work with someone else professionally mm-hmm. versus just like, oh, I'm going to use a logo generator or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, those are the steps that you're taking where you're actually going to get solid feedback. And then the ball's in your hand where you're like, okay, now I actually have to make some moves because this kind of makes sense. But yeah. it definitely, there's much more of a commitment that goes into it that I, you know, to take that step to mm-hmm. really get into trying to make what you're doing your career eventually one day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we want to go into like a little bit of our backgrounds with what kind of our bread and butter is? Sure, you go first. I think, well, I we kind of went into this in our first episode of our podcast, just a little bit of a background, but my specifics within this industry have been a lot in social media. I've been a social media manager and marketing director at a company to create vision behind um, restaurants, some like some creative events. And we just have brought together a different, a different type of strategy between finding the like core values behind brands and bringing it and showcasing it in a way where you bring, you bring all the little things that make like make the environment of a restaurant or make the environment of even a coffee shop, for example, and bringing it out into life and showcasing it on social media in a way where somebody's going to come up to your social media page and find out like what they're going to feel when they step into the actual restaurant or the actual coffee shop. So I think that's a big thing of mine is like really creating the knowledge behind the brand over the internet. And I mean, like it can be really easy to grab a bunch of aesthetically pleasing photos on Pinterest and throw them up there and try to make a vibe, but it goes a little deeper. And that's what I personally love to do is like bring that personality out of the brand. Right. Yeah. Talk about though your internship experiences though and all of that in university because that's completely relevant. Yeah. I mean, so I did interesting. I did communications at York University. That was five years of an honors program. And but I personally think I learned the absolute most when I started like getting out there and I did an internship for Crankworks for Whistler Black Home one summer. And that was kind of like the pivotal moment where I found like what I actually wanted to do in the industry because I was doing everything from um, interviewing athletes to copywriting to being actually like on the course and like taking photos and being photographer assistant and social doing social media all day and that's kind of where I found like what I liked and what I didn't like in the industry and it just so happens that I personally like like the the more like getting into the photos and the branding part of things. And Joey is incredible at doing like the actual logo design and copywriting and all of that. So he is a whiz with his words. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I'm a self de- self-described whiz because I've never called myself that. But thank You're you. You're a self-described poet. <laughs> Probably warrior poet. 
But yeah, I went to school at York. That's where we met um, for just the program was called professional writing. They didn't have journalism um, <laughs> and did that and really kind of broke into it doing just freelance work again for family and friends and then got some real estate clients doing like web copy for their websites to help with SEO and whatnot. And then logo design was something that I was always really interested in. And there was just, I don't really know what led me down that path, but it was something I wanted to get a lot better at. So I started taking courses in the summer, just on Skillshare and whatnot and drawing every single day and then learning Illustrator and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. So over the past three years, I've really dedicated most of my time into doing that and then started working with, you know, coaches who were starting companies and friends who are starting up their own small businesses. And now that we've been working together, been breaking into the health and wellness sphere a lot, you know, yeah. and the aesthetics of it are definitely different, but the process remains the same. Yeah. Joey's getting to know a lot about skincare and hair care. Yes. <laughs> Just the nature of the wellness industry, but it's very cool to see it all come together and we're so excited and just want to thank everybody for being so supportive. So it's an incredible new step in a, like a, a new direction, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So we have a couple questions that came through from this past week and we thought we would bring them up and just chat about them because yes, we're, we're pretty new to like the full on owning a business and that's just currently launching, but we both have kind of had an entrepreneurial background as our, both of our families have brought us up in entrepreneurial families and we've both been freelancing for a long time. I mean, Joe, I mean, I've had a, a nine to five office job, but Joey's been always been one to, <laughs> to make his own rules and in the, in his line of work. So I really admired yeah. that in the past, but I mean, I wrote, I hope no one from York University is <laughs> listening, but I wrote essays for people I knew in school to help get me through school and keep food on the table a lot of the time with other yeah. jobs, of course. But I mean, that was that was a good one. So just kind of <laughs> using using your skills to get food on the table. Yeah. But yeah, that that just the idea of someone else telling you where to be and what time mm -hmm. to be there and how to act it, it it just never sat right with me with my dad being his own boss and my mom as well, right? Yeah. No, we had a we had a question that said what was growing up like for both of you in terms of work values and money and I thought that was such a cool topic to dive into because both of Joey and I we didn't know this when we first met each other but we both came from a family that was like value driven and you you get out what you put in basically and with like love and determination you can literally do whatever you want so that's definitely been a huge player in our role bringing this to life today I think so I mean like Joey can go into what he thinks but I personally was like I remember the day that my mom was driving me um through White Rock my little hometown and I was passing out resumes like door to door to door and I like finally got a job as <laughs> I finally got a job as a busser when I was like 14 and I was so excited and but like from then on I was like okay if I can like I have
have the power to make my own money and make my own situations. I think that was like a, just a huge pivotal moment that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. I think it took a little bit longer for me going to university and like fending for myself. And like, obviously my parents were always there to support, but they always first off said like, you got to learn like the value of a dollar. And I think that's so, so important. Like, it's easier said than done. I think you have to do trial and error and you really have to figure out what works for you, what doesn't. I hit like rock bottom a couple of times with money, but I like, it felt good to work at it and like build up that. I don't want to say financial freedom because that's not even, the, not even close, but like respect for your finances. Yeah. Like, building yeah. up the respect for my own finances was like such an incredible lesson, I guess. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, so my dad was self-employed, had his own construction and renovation business mm-hmm. and he had one employee and the other three were me and my two brothers. So it was like, I got a job when I was 13, which was illegal at no frills because my <laughs> sister worked there. So I worked at a grocery store for a little bit and on like off days or whatever, I'd work with my dad doing roofing or whatever. And then I had other jobs in high school at a restaurant, not really a restaurant, but a hot dog place and was slinging hot dogs for a long time. But definitely it was like, we weren't allowed to have a phone unless we had a job because we had to be able to pay for our phone bill. And my parents always said, you can do whatever you want after you graduate, you can go to university. You don't have to because you're the one paying for it. Yeah. So it's like shouldering student loan debt. It, really makes you because I think a lot of people go to school and they a lot of people drop out within Mm -hmm. the first two years or whatever because they don't have that threat of like oh I have to pay this back because some people have that privilege right of their parents paying for it and it's like God love you if you do God love you if you don't it's just the way it is with different families but I think when (laughs) if someone placed $36,000 in front of you and lit it on fire (laughs) you'd be a lot more particular on whether you're going to take that load or yeah. or not. So I think that was kind of the vet in terms of values. It was like, it matters because you're the one paying for it. It's like your phone bill matters and it matters that you have a job because you're the one paying for it, yeah. right? Like yeah. all of those things. So getting responsibility early on and knowing that there would be repercussions for, not repercussions like it's a negative thing, but it's like you don't get out unscathed. Absolutely. Because you're, you want to go to university to party for four years or five years. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember like in university, I would feel good about like making my own money and being able to pay my own rent and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. I, it always felt good to me, but I was, I was just thinking about like how my, like, I think my dad telling me stories, like when I was little and having him explain to me like what it was like starting out his own business. He had a painting business in Vancouver and then it turned into a construction business in the States, but the when I was younger he would tell me stories about like him and my mom starting off and my mom was always like incredibly um supportive of it all but my dad would be my dad would be working like grinding it out painting all these houses and doing all these things but he would he would explain the process of like the struggle at the very beginning in such a cool way that I was like I want that like my mom like they they just talked about like how it was it was extremely hard but it was fun and it's cool to look back on like the, the process of creating something that you love so much mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. let's let's move on to the next one here <laughs> yeah okay 
How do you set boundaries for work and play, especially in a relationship? Yesterday, I left in the middle of the day and went golfing for four hours. And but you know why? I got my stuff done. Yeah, you got it done. I mean, that's the like the, the coolest thing about like setting your own timeline to everything, because if you trust yourself, you can you can create those boundaries by just like knowing when you work well, when you don't work well, knowing when you need to like shut everything off. And yesterday I literally shut everything off and I was like, I need to get outside and go for a run. And it was mm -hmm. like almost like a, a steam release or like a stress release. Right. Stressful because I, we were like launching everything today, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take like 30 minutes. Okay. I can't even say this because Joey's always the one be like, take 30 minutes, reset, and you can get back to this later. Well, cause this is, this is what I always try and say. It's like, we work from home. Our office is one room away from our bedroom. We're always in the office. Yeah. You can always go and work. You can work late. You can work at three in the morning when you wake up to take a pee in the middle of the night. Like it doesn't matter. And it's hard not to sometimes it's For hard sure. not to, because you're like, you get excited about building this thing and then, and then you face like the, the, the chances of burnout because you're like, why am I constantly thinking about this thing? And I'm constantly talking about it and then you're living it and it, it can, it can go on and on. Right. So in terms of, especially being in a relationship, I think that's a lesser of the issue because mm -hmm. it's like, I think in terms of like, I can, I can be intense. I can be very <laughs> intense. I can be very intense. And sometimes it's like that differentiation where it's like, are we at work or is this like a relationship yeah. bicker right now? But it's not. It's between nine to five. It's like, it's like I'm mad about the website. I'm not upset <laughs> with you, right? So yeah. it's those kind of little things. But like, we know when we're turning it off, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because we have our other individual things outside of Verve and like the work we've been doing together where it's like, we need time to do that. So I honestly think that little, like just taking breaks throughout the day mm -hmm. and like getting time away from each other is not that like it's needed but it helps out a lot right Where oh, you're, yeah. if you're like oh i'm going for a walk i'm like okay i'm going for a run or yeah. vice versa and just getting that little bit of separation where you can come back and then it's like when you cross the doorway to get into our office like that's where the work's happening right? yeah and i personally think like not taking offense to things that when you're talking about work is a huge thing like shutting off the <laughs> i mean it's very hard to do but like shutting off the relationship part when you're working collaborative on something and not taking offense to little things that you're like oh i think we should change that or change this it's like it's just because we're trying to get to a collective better um rather than like picking each other apart right but i also think like a huge thing that i've learned personally in this experience is the fact that you you, I think you learn each other's boundaries and you learn each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like I personally love a slower morning or like I get up early, I do my own thing and I have that time. Mm -hmm. But then Joey, I have found he gets up and he's really good at working like straight away in the morning. Yeah. I, I need like my first four hours yeah. of the day to be like deep work into it going hard. Cause I find the second I eat anything, it's like, I, I'm ready to sleep. Yeah. But then it's like, I can't, I can't worry about that. If you, if you take a nap in the middle of the day, because that's your reset time. And like, you've been working like two hours earlier than me. So it's like, mm -hmm. I find that really taking in 
what each other's like strengths and weaknesses are, are, is important. Like I, I work better at nighttime. I find like, I just get so much more done. I'm so much more productive. And sometimes Joey's like, okay, time to turn it off. But we've gotten really good at like balancing out what we're good and what we're both good and bad at. Right. And I mean, it's, there's a learning curve to it. Right. And And so much more learning to come (laughs) for sure. And it's also, I think that's why it's good to do in terms of, you know, this kind of goes into like pricing things, but mm-hmm. also just work schedule in general. It's like, you can't be getting mad because it's like, oh, you didn't work eight hours today. Well, it's like, well, I got everything I needed to get done within yeah. four. Yeah. And that opened up the opportunity to like look for new clients or like whatever that is. We've been watching a lot of Mad Men lately and <laughs> there's just so much truth to it's like, especially with creative work, you can get burnt out so fast and you literally just need to get away from it and like in the show it's like we'll go to the movies in the middle of the day and we're not saying that's what we're doing if there's any future (laughs) clients in here but you know that reset of like seeing something doing something enjoyable whether it's going for a run playing golf like hanging out with friends sometimes those moments like you get that aha it's never in the office it's like brushing your teeth at the end of the day and you're like that's it yeah that's the thing well that's the thing that keeps me like it's hard to say the clock ever like shuts off because sometimes you just like, I, I want to have a notepad beside my bed because sometimes you just have an idea that pops up and it should probably like get it down on paper or like stuff like that. So I find it really hard to like actually shut it off in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is having trust for each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. One. Okay. So we have so fired up. <laughs> do you think anyone can be an entrepreneur or is are you born with it do you think anyone can be an entrepreneur or are you born with it it being the entrepreneurial drive and spirit <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not not everyone can be an entrepreneur because a lot of people have a very hard time spending time alone being in debt being poor and having the rest of your life be stripped away right okay and I think but do you think that people can build up to it to a degree to a degree but that might be like with a group of people like when I think entrepreneur I'm thinking like you're taking all the risk yourself like it's a sole proprietorship you are taking all the onus on yourself to deliver and like Mm -hmm. financially emotionally like your social life like Mm -hmm. that all gets hit to a degree And I just think not that people aren't capable. I think everyone's capable of anything they put their mind to, like 100%, but not everyone is willing to be an entrepreneur. And they like the idea of no one being able to set their schedule or then being able to work from anywhere in the world, but not everyone is willing, right? It's like many are called, few are chosen. Mm -hmm. So I think... For sure, it's possible that everyone can do it. I don't think you're born with it because... I think some people are definitely born with that, like, instinct. Definitely, I see my... I was telling Joey earlier, like, I see my dad go into... My mom, too. But they go into a party or something, and everybody lights up and their personalities are just like they they I feel like they own the room and my dad always talks about like how networking is so incredibly important and and just like finding those people you I feel like you can feel them out almost and it's like when you when you find somebody and they hear about your your business and then they just start going on about like how they've they've kind of created something of their own and like how you can work together and you find Mm -hmm. those people that are like oh you get it 
you totally like we can work together and we can build each other up and all of that. There's there. And then there's some people that just are like, oh, congrats. That's great. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I think with that specifically, it's like, cause some people are brilliant. Like I'm pretty sure the person with the highest IQ in the world is a janitor or something. There was this this documentary on it and the guy is brilliant. He's a genius. He's the highest recorded IQ. He's this American guy and he's just a janitor because he doesn't want to do anything else. Like you can't get published for peer reviewed articles, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like in the case of Apple, like everyone's on iPhones right now or MacBooks (laughs) and you had Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and Steve Wozniak created all of the technology, right? But Jobs was the one with the vision and the charisma to sell it and create the brand of Apple, right? So you look at those two, they they very well could have been successful solo in what they did, but because of their partnership and their complementing personalities, it made what it is today, which is one of the most valuable businesses in the world, in the history of the world, right? Yeah. Well, even if you think about like Zuckerberg and the Winkle, Winkle, the Winkle Vi, <laughs> the Winkle Vi twins, they had the idea and he made it happen. Yeah. That's more of a conversation about theft, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah. I get um, what you're saying. Overall, I think that you can definitely build up to being an entrepreneur, but it takes definitely takes some people fail to realize the actual hours you have to put into it. But also the fact that people supporting you on social media and everyone who supported (laughs) us on social media have been great. We love you so much. But it's like, for example, in this chat. There's nine people watching now. And how many were like, can't wait to check in. (laughs) And like would have been 250 people, but that's just the way is you can't count on anyone else, right? You have to drive it yourself and be persistent over time to where like, eventually this will be 50 people and then it'll be 150 people. Who knows? But it takes that persistence to keep on pushing with it. And you, you can't count on anyone's moral support to drive you to be successful, especially in business. Yeah. I would have to agree. And I think like the overall feeling of even just going on this live today was like a general feeling that I've been having. And I don't know about you, but I've been having it like for the last like month or two when we know we're like building up to this thing that we're like just putting all of our effort into and we're taking a risk and going for it. But it's scary and it's like that anxious feeling. But when you start when you start rolling, it gets easier and easier. And it's just, it feels a little bit more natural. So I think like taking that initial step and just like going for it, that's definitely something that you have been so much better at than me. I feel like I have a bunch of ideas that I want to just get out there into the world. And Joey just has a, he's like, okay, let's create the plan and let's do it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I'm, I'm like, slowly building into that. Definitely. But that's a blessing and a curse too, because it's like, I play, I go to the driving range once and now I'm committed to going pro, right? So it's like- I mean, I was just going to bring up Cody's (laughs) commenting on your hat. I know. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you so much. All right. Let's go on to the next question. We're losing people here. I picked out the hat, by the way. No, I didn't. $42. Um, Okay. What are some struggles that you've encountered in creating the business? Learning how to build a website, trying not to do everything yourself and (laughs) trusting that other people can deliver on the things they say they're going to deliver and not micromanaging. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Also, the imposter syndrome is a huge thing for me. I think like knowing if you're going to go for something, like you can have all the confidence in the world and like still have that little voice in your head being like, 
I don't know if I can do this, but then it's also like going back to that feeling that I've been having and just like taking that initial step and then just getting the ball rolling and keep going with it. Mm -hmm. That's been a struggle, but honestly for me, like getting organized and in a way of I'm using my time management properly. I'm getting like, I know I'm going to get the job done. I just don't want it to be a stressful situation. So it's like figuring out what, um, what timelines work for me and like what timelines work for you and how we can work together on them. Mm -hmm. And just finding out the little things that you have to like keep yourself accountable with. Right. I think that's another big thing is like making sure that's why secretaries are so (laughs) invaluable. Like they are so important, like something like that to keep everyone on the same page. Cause we're sitting three feet apart from each other and are sometimes like, wait, you already did that. It was like, I was working on that. Yeah. Or you're not working on that. I thought you were, Yeah. you know, like those little things are Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely tough, but you know, it, it, it just takes some time to be comfortable enough in a professional setting to communicate in that way. Worse. Cause you know, it's like, I'm always telling them, it's like, you got to take charge sometimes. It's like, you just got to like, tell me how it is. Right. Yeah. You know, instead like, of like tiptoeing around little things, you just got to do it. Right. Little incident yesterday. <laughs> we got through it. We got through it. <laughs> Okay. So last question we have on the board, we have a few more questions that were more related to like social media and building brands around that. Um, and also like converting Instagram followers to clients, but we're going to save those for a whole nother episode. I know a lot of people really enjoyed the social media, um, episode. I think it was episode four, Mm -hmm. but, um, we're going to dive into that in the next, in one of the next episodes as well. So we will keep those held off for now but our last question here is oh thank you what you <laughs> you weirdo um okay last question what send it out <laughs> what is a mistake you've made that you could you could have avoid with knowledge you have now what's a mistake you could have avoided what's a mistake you've made <laughs> that you could have avoided with knowledge you have now reading yes <laughs> spelling (laughs) um a mistake specific to business or just life in general um specific to business let's keep it at that oh my god probably my skateboard business that i started (laughs) why be more specific okay so joey has a skateboard business called Pumpkinhead skateboardings he designed skateboardings skateboarding you said it with the ings (laughs) on the end there but i did it and (laughs) I love it. I still love it. But I mean, this has really taken the first spot with everything. And so I've been having to shift away. And I think over committing, like that's the big deal with everyone wanting to be an entrepreneur. Sometimes you'll make that jump too early and you end up buying 150 skateboards and you hold (laughs) on to it for a year because you're listening to the, like, that was where I learned about that social media thing where people are like, oh, I'm definitely going to buy one when they come out. Yeah. And then you buy them, you're like, oh, could you make them $20 cheaper? It's like, no, because then I'm taking a loss on it. And I mean, there's also <laughs> yeah. shipping involved. So there's all of that, like getting too invested in something with like hard products that you have to invest in mm-hmm. before you really know that you can be moving them, right? So I think idealizing the entrepreneurial thing is like something that it's like, I'm hard on people about it because I did it to myself. Right. Yeah. And eventually the skateboards did send sell out, but <laughs> it was a long time coming. And now it's like, I'm kind of pivoting in a different direction with that. Like it's still alive and well, but it's not what it was or what I thought it would be. So you can't have expectations set before 
you've really gone out and started. And that's why it's like, I forget who said it, but a very big CEO talked about launching and it's don't worry, be crappy. It's like get started before it's picture perfect because yeah. you have no idea what that thing is going to be six months from now. Yeah. And the thing is like, even with that mistake, you could look at it as a mistake, but you could also look at it as like something that you're going to use for the next time. And like forever in your business, because like, if you didn't make that mistake next time, you wouldn't know to maybe do a little bit more market research on like, who's going to buy or like what type of design they want. And, and just having like maybe a pre-sale or something like that. So right. without the mistakes, I don't think you're gonna, I mean, you could, but like, I don't think that you can get as far without making the little mistakes along the way and like truly learning from it because the amount of like entrepreneurial books out there and everything, you can learn whatever you want, but until you're actually doing the job yourself, making the mistakes and learning from it, I think that's where the true value is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and two, to be able to look back and be like, wow, it's like I sold like a couple thousand dollars worth of t-shirts and stuff. And it's like, I didn't even know how to use an Adobe program Yeah, six months before I started. So it was like, those are valuable things. When you look back, it's like, it's kind of the follower thing, which is probably a lot of people who have pages or trying to grow their pages who are watching right now. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, I've been stuck at 2,500 for so long. Whereas like, remember when you had zero followers and the first 10 were like, thank God it's not yeah. my mom and my brother and my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. actual people who are interested and not robots, you know? Yeah. So there's, it's like each one of those followers are like people who comment on your stuff. It's like, those are real people. It's like, those are real people who are spending their time mm-hmm. to be engaged in what you're putting out. And like when it's meaningful too, because a lot of people just do like, they're just throwing stuff out there to get impressions and yeah. engagement and whatever. But there's, you know, you have to look and appreciate the small stuff. I think that's a big mistake to get too caught up in the numbers, whether it's sales or followers or whatever. And that's when things get stale and mm-hmm. you, uh, you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like Coke's new recipe comes out instead of the classic. And then yeah. the whole thing's changed and then people hate it. Yeah. It definitely can get stale when you're just focusing on one thing here and there. And it's, yeah, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Especially with the followers, because then you just get wrapped up and be like, how do I get more? Um, Cody had a question. My little bro. Genuine question. Did you guys know you wanted to go into design content creation as your business specifically, or was it, was it that you knew that you had the entrepreneurial spirit and wanted, wanted whatever came to you? Um, okay. So also, Joey should be the one. Reading. Yeah, I'll read <laughs> next time. Um, so he's asking if we knew that we wanted to specialize within certain services or whether yeah. we knew we could do it and we just take it on. Honestly, to a degree, it was people hitting us up for certain things like, cause I know you worked in a corporate setting. So yeah. you've, you have a lot more connections than I do. It's like, I worked at the beer store and wrote essays for people <laughs> and like, wiggled around you know started I mean? making your own business yeah absolutely started making my own business so I was more isolated and a lot of people have come to you and be like like we had Daniel Mazzone, Daniel Mazzone the artist right yeah. and being like could you do a Wikipedia page for me and that's like we didn't specialize in Wikipedia pages but it's like I can write 
yeah you are good at sourcing photos it's like there you go <laughs> wikipedia page done but it is definitely specific things like we didn't necessarily think we'd be doing web design or shopify sites for yeah. people but it's like i did a shopify site for my failing skateboard business boom there's a website for you you know no i think you definitely you you know some traits that you're really good at and then you're gonna like lean into that which mm -hmm. is definitely like the social media the branding all of that for me and then realizing that kind of trickles on with like other things and you, I think different opportunities arise that make you fall into new things that really triggers that feeling of being like oh I can do that too and then you lean into it a little bit more and give it a little bit more effort and you actually learn and like you do maybe do a course in it and it's mm -hmm. like wow that actually that like set off a whole new perspective on this like creative outlet that I didn't really know that was in me so right well even with logos like because we hadn't really we had talked about going into business together but we didn't know what it would be necessarily right yeah. Like we'd be like, oh, we'd be great interior designers or <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Coming 2022. <laughs> right. Yeah. One day. Um, but for me, it was from doing my own thing, which was the skateboard company, which is still, I started it for fun. Right. It, there was, I enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. And then someone I knew reached out to me and they're like, oh, I've been following your page. And like, you're, you know how to use these programs. Could you do a logo for me? Yeah. And that was literally the first logo that I was commissioned to do. And it was for super cheap, but it kind of gives you the feeling where it's like at the end of, at the end of the day, once the project's done, you're like, wow, this actually looks like it could represent a brand, right? Yeah, and absolutely. It, it gives you that little bit of confidence. And then they tell someone else and then someone else hit me up. They're like, Hey man, like I'm looking for this thing. And so is my mom. So it's like, you got two to work with. Yeah. And it's great where you start from there because you have people who are really understanding with mm -hmm. the time and the mistakes that you're going to make because you're still learning. And then you do that 20, 30 times over, and then people actually start contacting you yeah. for and the word, work. Yeah. The word of mouth thing, I think is like, it's so underestimated and something that I truly believe in. I know Joey does too, but developing relationships with people and not even relationships, but just being kind to everybody you meet because you don't know who you could possibly work with in the future. Like you might, you might just spring up in conversation with a random stranger one day and like bring up that you have a design business and they could be like, actually, I know five people that need X, Y, and Z. And like, there you go. That could be like that whole quarter's worth of work. So, Definitely. I mean, that's just an example, but I think it's really important to really like truly envision or not envision, but like embody the values that are behind your brand because people see that. Right. And I think also with that, in terms of not knowing what you're going to be offering as a business or whatever, you also need to be realistic too, because I had, because I played football at York and one mm -hmm. of our alumni is a very profitable business doing circuit boards. And I know nothing about circuit boards. I don't know anything about marketing circuit circuit boards right it's yeah. like you don't see too many commercials out there for them <laughs> and right so they were asking me for my help and I had to tell them and be honest and turn down what would have been a pretty good payday I'm like look like I can't take your money because I don't know what to do with this yeah. and it's just like there's going to be no payoff from your investment because as like you need to work with someone who is knowledgeable about this because 
I can't do it. So I think that's really important is like turning things down hundred percent without yeah. getting wrapped up in something that you have no idea what, like what or how to navigate through, how long it's going to be yeah. like, you know, I think that's a very, very big thing. Well, then if you just start spreading yourself too thin and like trying to do everything and people are going to come back to you being like, I thought you said you could do this. Right. And like, that's just shooting yourself in the foot. But so like, I would definitely suggest taking the risk and stuff, like when you're ready for it, but not to the point where you're like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. <laughs> we had a couple of questions. Yeah, we had a couple of questions will go up. Okay. Elric you read. Ellison, how do you guys stay productive slash focused on days that you aren't feeling inspired or motivated? Woo. Um, rent. <laughs> You look at, you make a budget and you know that you have, Wait. he's saying, how do you stay productive and focused on days that you aren't feeling inspired or motivated? So what does that have to do with rent? That's why you stay productive and oh, motivated. Oh, yeah. Because like, you have to thought, pay your bills. I thought you were going to go into a budgeting situation. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is relatable in the yeah. sense where it's like when it becomes a job, it's like if you have a thing where it's like, oh, I have an art page and like I draw pictures every now and then. It's like, you could take a couple days off. It's no big deal. But mm -hmm. when you have hard deadlines, deadlines are the things that keep you on track or just the result of a finished product, right? Because we make a commitment to the people who we work with. We're like, you're going to get your work on time mm -hmm. and it's going to be great. And if it's not, we're going to keep working on it until you love it. Right. Yeah. And so that is the thing right like that feeling of not wanting to let your client down because it isn't just for us right it's like because it's great to see your finished work but more than anything the best feeling is when a client is like i love it yeah right like that's the feeling you're going for so that's what keeps me personally inspired and motivated to keep on going right and yeah. i think i've been very vocal on inspiration versus motivation motivation is rocky three training montage and it's very vain and is over quick like your inspiration is that long-term drive driven thing where you have your end goal in sight or like what you want to become in your mind right so yeah. that's a daily thing, right? I think a huge thing for me, if I'm lacking inspiration is like literally just turning everything off and refocusing on like why I love to do what I love to do. Um, whether that's being like getting out my sketchbook and I used to, I used to always draw and whether it's doing that or just like scrolling through Pinterest and finding like new little inspiring things and like recreating something of my own like that and like if, if it's like a passion project or doing something along those lines I think that can really spark a little bit of inspiration as well um for the like for the motivated to keep going I would definitely say it's like the client thing as well like mm. I or like having an accountability partner I I'm like a huge person on keeping like um little mini deadlines within like the bigger deadline and having having like keeping myself accountable but also like adding somebody in on the google calendar like reminder being like okay so they're they're gonna they're gonna like reach out to me on on Tuesday and like check up on like if I got my goal done or something like that so it's like I I love keeping myself accountable in that way right. like scheduling things in right and all that all right from Rachel how do you suggest growing your ideas in word of mouth if it's not through social or 
a creative outlet. I'm going to read that one more time. How do you suggest growing your ideas and word of mouth if it's not through social or a creative outlet? I personally think is like the the biggest thing. I think it goes right back to like creating the your in ideal brand in general is like really, really living out like what the values are of that brand and like showcasing that in everyday life. So the people that you meet, um, like your, your circle, like your inner circle, your friends, they all know what you're doing and like what you're setting out for by truly living it and breathing it every day. And I think that personally, like, I don't know if this sounds like woo woo, but personally, I think like that people can feel that like when you really truly believe in something, I think people start believing in that and they, you can be like, and it can be like a little domino effect for what you want to put out in the world. Mm -hmm. And, but as for that, I mean, like we should get my dad on the phone because (laughs) networking is his thing and he could go on for hours and hours and hours, but just finding that crew of people that want to build you up as well, finding people that want to work together and like collaborate and, and just different ways. I mean, it is hard for not being on social media and all that, because I mean, the whole social media is like a, a big part of the world right now, but definitely. But I mean, I think what you're saying is like, if you do something every day because you love it and you believe in it and it's for the right reasons, that catches on and people notice, like whether it's charity or art or like whatever it is. Like Banksy didn't have an Instagram for a long time, mm-hmm. but he did what he did and he loved what he did and he did it all the time and it became iconic, right? Yeah. So I think with things like that, it's like social media is not the end all be all whatsoever. And there are people out there in the world doing great things and not getting recognition for it, but that doesn't keep them up at night, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to be you're never going to be the star in your hometown from doing great things right but that word of mouth will travel just by making an effect on the people in your circle because it's like we're all separated by like 10 people before that reaches a million because it's like one person knows 10 people those 10 people know 10 people and those and it just like keeps compounding over time so really just being like what you said not being nice to everyone where it's just like oh I'm a kind polite person but like genuinely like being engaged looking up from your phone and looking someone in the eye and having a meaningful conversation with them Mm -hmm. it's like that can change someone's life forever like a couple words and you might not ever notice it and i think to end this long-winded rant that i'm known the first one (laughs) um, but it's like when you see stuff happen in movies where it's like having a the main character is having a conversation with someone like sitting at a bar and then it's like you're right and then it's like you the person doesn't even know how they affected them but it like pushes the storyline along oh yeah you know what i mean it's like those things happen in real life so it's like you can be the person sitting at the bar who like changes someone's life forever but you need to be engaged more and i think we have so much disengagement in true social settings now because Mm -hmm. it's easy to be the the person standing up against the wall looking down at your phone because you don't have to awkwardly like look for a conversation to jump in on and expose yourself right so yeah and I mean like that's easier said than done to just like get out of your comfort zone but I would 100% like suggest like your ideas won't get flowing out into the world if they're not if they're not being voiced I think we need to get more comfortable with like really reaching out and getting out of our comfort zone by like creating that conversation about the things that we want to make happen. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, with this account, Manuka Sunday, I started it because I was like, I want to speak on like mental health and like the wellness world in general and just like bring out my passions a little bit more. And then it turned into like a bigger conversation where I I realized there were a lot of other things going on in different people's lives and like had one-on-one conversations, had conversations that were like open on my social media. And it just got me like so much more comfortable. I used to be terrified of that whole world. So yes. Absolutely. And I think going forward, right? It's even with all the impact, it's like you can have a crazy impact. You can reach more people than you ever could imagine like anyone can go live like this and like have their own late night tv show every day of the week (laughs) right but i think what it honestly comes down to is like the human interaction you know it's like bruce springsteen said a little bit of that human touch right where it's (laughs) looking someone in the eyes and taking that time it it, the mass doesn't always matter right Mm -hmm. like it's one-on-one conversations for the most part that are the most memorable in your life and have the longest lasting impact so don't seek out acclaim or fame or whatever it is and ignore the people who are immediately around you because those are the people who like truly love you and care and i think that's something to keep in mind through business and everything it's like it's not worth gaining the world if you're going to lose your soul over it right so so that's i think that is the biggest takeaway and a mistake i hope we never make right is Mm -hmm. to discount or push things away just in the name of like getting a couple more followers or making more money and that's when we talk about core values like it can seem like a buzzword but it's like that's what it comes down to right like in our lives we want family over everything Mm -hmm. and obviously to make this impact but it's like if we are doing a disservice to the people who care about us and raised us and have always been there for us then it's it completely inauthentic yes to be trying to preach this to other people love it love it that's a great way to end it off cam said super excited for the new expansion will there be social media channels for verve 2 or are we best to stay up to date with it on your other projects on here that's a great little <laughs> quick cam you're always paying attention and that's why i love you we're gonna pin that can you do uh what's it called on here um we're gonna put the ad up here yeah so we're on, we're going to be on Instagram fully showing off work, um, services, behind the scenes things. We might even throw in a YouTube channel here and there. Um, but Joey just pinned the... I'll see if that the, works on my end. Keep talking. <laughs> Joey just pinned the Instagram handle. It's at Verb Studios Creative on Instagram. Um, yeah, Joey and I will be going, we'll be showcasing our work there, um, just showing off like different services that we provide and hopefully can give any entrepreneur some advice or little things here and there that they can take away for their own business. So follow along and we need to build up that community because we, I think it's only you and me following it right now. Sunny Ray Marshall just followed Verse Studios Creative. Thank you. And thank you for rehabbing my ankle after it got destroyed. Really appreciate that still. Um, Okay, we're coming up to an hour now. Okay, well, yeah, you can't click on the link, but we're going to post about it on our pages with links to it so you guys can follow on there. And seriously, thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Mm. My friends and fam who... 
I've been watching this live and for everyone new that I'm coming across. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on this first live experience. It was fun. It actually went by really fast. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, so we have our brand new website that we just launched. I'll link it in all the stories and everything so you can check it out. But yeah, thank you for coming along and hope you have an amazing day. All right. <laughs> Later. Okay. Bye-bye.